0: there's a lot
1: of a lot of editing that i would have requested you do
0: yeah uh yeah uh yeah yeah. okay so hello welcome to part two of the uh trans europe express episode i'm spencer no joel again because life shit gotten away slash find this movie is kind of difficult uh so uh yeah that's first half was lb and andrew from grumpire which i just i just featured in their action movie thing they do every other month
1: oh cool yeah yeah uh, oh sorry i'm not supposed to speak yet i'm, so, I'm sorry spencer it, don't on. worry about it go <laughs> on
0: this, okay and, and so this half uh part two i don't i'm not still not sure how i'm going to do this episode uh Exactly. But uh yeah, so this ha- this is a crossover, I guess, with movies from hell. It's Bradley and Dan. Hello. Hello. How are you? Uh <laughs> I am good. Thank you for uh finally coming on this show. It's been I don't know, I've been on your show for like what, two years? Three yeah. years?
2: And at the remember. end of the episode every episode... For three years. <laughs> yeah. At the, at the end of every
3: episode, we're like, okay, so yeah, we'll do something and we'll get together and we'll... Yeah. And now we're finally... Uh, we finally did it.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think uh, I, think we've had at least one episode that is just completely in the ether now because it is was, was so messed up. I could not... I could not repair it. That was our non-sploitation uh, our, uh, episode episode, our second yeah. non-sploitation episode. And yeah. Dan, famously, the uh, first non-sploitation episode was the three-star guy review. Oh, that's right. Ooh. Wow. And if he would have heard the second one that we did with Spencer, he would have mm-hmm. given us six stars.
3: Six stars at least.
1: Yes, at least six stars.
0: I, I doubt that. But, uh, <laughs> actually one of the movies that we talked about then on, the, on the last episode is, uh... Uh, what is uh, an episode that for next season that a lot of people already know? Um, a motive, um, John Arminio right. pick that one because, of course, he picks the Catholic nun one. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. oh, yes, yeah. I, I like to <laughs> sometimes I get a little too excited when Arminio mm-hmm. comes on because I know he's just totally okay. With me just like get, getting deep into religion bashing, so it can kind of go off the rails sometimes.
0: Yeah, but he seems like a, a, a cool Catholic, a cool religious person who's like, yeah, it doesn't it it works for me, but not for everyone, and he seems to be chill with that. Yeah,
1: right. I think he might be though. I still haven't figured it out yet. I don't I don't think he is necessarily a like pro Catholic. I think it just might be, he might have to, like, he's required by Catholic law to declare that he's a Catholic because he's been through all the Catholic stuff. (laughs) He's been uh, through the, uh, uh, an adequate amount of Catholic pain and suffering. Me, I was lucky to get out of it as a child.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And, uh, but, so there's only, there's only mild, uh, like, residual Catholic sadness in me.
0: Oh. and Dan, you're from the the like the Wasi part of uh the country, so <laughs> I, I doubt you're Catholic.
3: No, I was raised Catholic. oh, yeah, I yeah. Uh, went oh. to St Anthony's, uh got confirmed and all that stuff. Oh yeah.
0: And what was your confirmation name? Uh Rock, really?
3: Yes, yeah, Saint Rock or Rocco. Um, hmm. he cured, um, people that were, that, now <laughs> <laughs> that were plagued. Um, I can't remember the full story, but there's something about plague dogs and people were like had leprosy or something and he cured them.
0: Oh, huh, wow. That's wonderful. Mine was yeah. Tobias because, uh, I <laughs> love Russell <of> development.
2: Okay. <laughs> I
0: didn't, I didn't tell the priest that or anyone. I just it like, it, it's a name in the Bible. Yes. It's in the, the book of Tobit, which is only in a Catholic Bible, for some reason. But, okay. Uh, I had a friend who picked Constantine because the movie had just come out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like, I like people who pick non-standard names. You know, it seemed like everybody in my confirmation class was like Paul, Mark, John. You know, um, mm. so like I, yeah, I picked Rock. I didn't know. I think my sister picked. God, I want to say it was like Apollonia, um, hmm. but maybe that's just because I, I, I'm thinking of Prince. It was something along those lines, though. Something, and it, you know, not your standard saint names.
1: Yeah. I would have picked something that was, you know, like black, like somewhat blasphemous, like
0: Reagan. <laughs> I mean, you could have picked like Azrael, which is the angel of death which is in yeah. the bible so it's not technically blasphemy.
2: Hmm. Yep.
1: Well, I got you guys beat my my uncle is a franciscan friar. And he's a like a fancy franciscan friar. And he kind of raised me as a kid by the way. Damn because my dad as we know my de- my father did not love me. And so <laughs> my 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 uncle John who ended up becoming a, a this like bitch and Franciscan friar guy, and they he's like a priest, right? But I don't think they mm-hmm. call him priests. I think I call him friars. But he like I, I go to he'll go to impoverished countries, mm-hmm. and he works with uh, uh, impoverished country people,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, like establishing like uh, parishes and stuff like that. So he's a, he's in that. The Franciscans are the nice mm-hmm. ones.
0: I think they're the education ones too. Yeah, they no, they like wait. animals. I mean, no Jesuits is education. Mm, That's what yep. I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, I, okay, I, I mentioned this in the previous episode. I got have a clarification. Uh, I have a family friend, uh, fam, uh, family. Well, a a family that my my mom grew up with that we're friends with, and they have a a family member who is I think the term is like beautified, something like that, which basically is a saint, like the stuff below being uh, considered a saint. Yeah, yeah. Beautific? Beautific. I can't remember the exact word. I think that and might be it. He was, in fact, they have a family member who was a priest at a monastery in Mexico, and he was martyred during the 1920s during like a, a political event of some kind. I don't know wow. what the event was but it wasn't it was not during it was not mexican revolution it was during the 1920s during some other political event so um, just want to make that clarification wow yeah thanks yeah yeah we thought they were well i thought they were italian but uh no they're like they're mexican and french canadian so Hmm.
3: yeah very cool
1: yeah, I'm i I'm part French Canadian. I just thought okay. I'd be, I I <laughs> I was uh, I was jealous on. of all the I was jealous of all those things that you just said. So I'm like, uh that's no big deal. I'm part French Canadian. Oh,
0: you yeah. don't have a, a connection to someone who's almost a saint. Uh, my mommy. Only me. Yeah, Dan. <laughs>
1: Uh, all right no yeah it, no if you're listening the
0: saints. At, if you're listening to this and you haven't heard movies from hell this is basically what what, what their show is like <laughs>
1: <laughs> then i you know what spencer do not mm-hmm. lead okay. people astray because we are we a, a tight highly, ship. we're a highly respected cinephile uh podcast that talks about very uh very fancy films. Yeah.
0: Well, after this, I'm going to give you a three star review. <laughs> oh
1: shit! <shut laughs>
0: Please don't. <laughs> I won't. Uh, look, I have a couple one star reviews from year from like a decade ago. I still feel shitty about, so I oh, I won't. I would never do that.
1: Oh, just tell me where they live.
0: <laughs> no, no, I, I left once. Some one star reviews on shows I don't like that. Then that I have. Oh, you? Since, oh, you're the me. guy. Yeah. Like, oh
1: no. crap! Yeah. But but ten years ago
0: you were pretty young. I know, but still I feel bad about it. I probably ruined like someone's day by leaving a one star review.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and it's like uh, there's like some little kid. It's like yeah, it's like ten years ago. My dad just locked himself in the room every <laughs> night and cried for like three or four hours. <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with him. I think it had something to do with this podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh It was your fault, Spencer. It, potentially, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is French New Wave slash Italian cinema podcast, but you got luckily you guys have an Italian episode coming up in the vague future. But uh so you picked the this is the French one Trans-Europe Express made by uh um ugh, fuck French uh, name so Robbie Grelay. Yes. French <laughs> names are fucking stupid. written by and directed
2: by I, <laughs> yeah.
0: I always forget the the uh, which comes first Elaine or Rob every time. I I don't um, even
1: know if it's pronounced uh, d- 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 if I'm pronouncing it correctly. I've given up on pronunciations.
0: Yeah, I've been learning French for almost two years, but I'm I'm still like I'm still iffy on how to say French names. French names is just like a whole level of like uh grammar nonsense to remember. <laughs> right. Oh, it's insanity. Yeah. But uh yeah. yeah, this is a film written directed by uh Elaine Rob Greeley. He is uh I put him in the category of like a cinematic pervert, which means uh he makes stuff that is sexual and interesting like I put him up there with like Russ Meyer and um, Tinto Brass and uh, I'd say Verhoeven kind of is also oh, like yeah. you know, a bit of like a, a, like a cinematic pervert as well John Waters <laughs> and we know.
1: specialize on that in cinematic <laughs> perverts I guess
0: because yeah, perverts make the best art <laughs> they do you know they do
1: they do I don't... I can't... I can't say that it, it, as a fact.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, but, uh... Yeah, in this case, I mean, yeah, as a compliment. But, uh... Yeah, so... What is your... Yeah, where is, uh Well, sorry, you, Dan. What's your history with French New Wave and or this movie?
3: Well, French... You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this, uh... This afternoon. And I had a slight panic attack. Um, I'm like, I'm going on a French New Wave, uh... Podcast and my French New Wave period uh, lasted for about four months when I was about nineteen. You know, I was really getting into film. I'm like, I gotta watch some fancy films. Uh, so I watched like th- three or four films each by like Truffaut and Godard, and I was like, all right, I got that covered. Then I moved on to something else. <laughs> um, and along the way, I've 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 picked up uh, a couple here or there, but I I just, I've realized. I, it's probably an area that I'm severely lacking in. Um, like, I don't. Other than, like I said, Truffaut and Godard. You know, uh, Romer, Romer. Uh, I think I've seen. He's fine. Okay, I think I've seen one or two <laughs> of his films. Um, I'm but... in a
0: minority, but uh, I I I don't get Romer yet. I've seen the okay. two good ones, and people and like my reactions to, to the to, to good ones are like, yeah, they're fine, but too much philosophy, blah, blah, blah for me. I don't, I, it's not for me.
3: <laughs> yeah. And that's that's another thing that I, I, I think I do need to at some point revisit uh, the French New Wave because, again, it, my French New Wave period was when I was 19. I was like, you know, mostly watching cinema for boobs at that point, <laughs> especially mm-hmm. foreign films. I'm like, well, there's probably a lot of naked ladies in this let's uh let's give it a whirl um but yeah so definitely uh definitely something i uh, i need to revisit but as far as um
0: well if you revisit uh agnes varda chakravette those are the good the, like those are the best ones varda, quadru-
3: varda is somebody who i i've actually seen a, a a number of films in the last few years and i, I really mm. appreciate yeah
0: yeah uh godar has been said many times before. He's important, but meh overall.
1: Is Ackerman? Was she? I mean, I know she did some later stuff, but uh, uh, I like some of her stuff.
0: I don't know. She, like it, it's a, it, it's a, it's different person to person. I say it. It ended by like the late sixties in her heyday is really the seventies. So I don't right. really know.
1: Well, I, my my favorite part of of uh, French New Wave is that it, it inspired Japanese and Czech New Wave, kind of.
0: Yeah, which are, and also... Uh,
1: which are better, better New Waves.
0: Yeah, 100%. If I had to go new the New Wave movements, it would be Japan number one. No, no. Japan yep. and Czech tied for number one. Yep. And then French would probably be like four or five. Maybe three or three or four.
1: The uh, I would put French New Wave right under Luxembourgian New Wave. <laughs> I'm kidding.
2: Yeah,
0: oh, uh, yeah. I, don't I mean facetious like wave. this French New Wave. This oh, I I like it, but at the same time like Japanese New Wave is definitely more more of my taste, and Czech New Wave is more of my taste, and French is like right. This is where it started. <clears throat> it's a it's a real mixed bag overall for me. Which is also part of the fun of going through so much of it.
1: Well, I think uh, uh, Grillet is uh, probably one of my... I I don't know. I think he's the most interesting new waver. French new waver. Hmm. New wavy guy. But uh, Elio Petri, too, a little bit. But they're kind of, like, not in there. You know, they're really not in the mix. And I think... Uh, well, Petri was a I think, uh, fuck, why did I say that?
0: Because Petri is also okay. an, an interesting artist. <laughs> okay, can we
1: stop this now? Why did I say Petri? Okay, anyways, uh, I do have other really smart things that I'm going to say later on that are going to make up for that. So, okay, it, it, anyways, the, uh, so as far as my, uh, uh, Grilet, uh goes he's uh i find his stuff super interesting and i think one of the things that helps out a little bit is he's a bit of an outcast mm-hmm. you know within that group and it seems like he does not get the love that a lot of the a lot of the french new wave people get and uh I think it might have to do with the fact that he's uh, slightly pervy.
0: Yeah, that might play a part. But, uh, Dan, have you heard of this movie before?
1: Oh, good. Okay, now that Dan's gone, and he has to get back on, you could go back and delete the Elio Petri thing. (laughs) Uh, Because I had Petri on my brain I. Actually, yeah that was. are you on your uh good mic dan yes and and i'm glad that this happened i was just telling spencer i'm glad this happened because he can delete that elio petri thing
3: I yeah I, I was hearing everything that you guys were saying and then um <laughs> you couldn't respond i guess not i started talking and then you guys i'm like why are they talking over me and i'm like oh they can't hear what i'm saying
1: <laughs> because we think you're <laughs> your
0: commentary is pointless <laughs> and unworthy.
3: Well, yeah, I assumed that. But
0: yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Dan, have you heard of the, have you heard of this movie or Greeley before?
3: Um, I'd only heard of this movie through Bradley, I believe. Okay. Um hmm. I think the uh, you know, trying to piece it back together. Um we had watched Eden and After for our mm-hmm. show, for the show at one point. And,
1: and actually, I think it was, uh, didn't didn't we have LB and
3: Andrew on for that? Was that them? Ooh, that might be a I good, can, good connection. Where You might be right. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't think I, I thinking back, um, I was probably introduced to uh, Robert Grillet in the last two years.
0: Yeah. Okay and uh Bradley, uh, I assume you're a craftwork fan
1: I, you know uh i I am, but I like like really early like super weird uh Oh
0: uh, well, they have an album called Trans-Europe Express yes, they
1: do that uh trans europe express
0: that's my craftwork uh, in person <laughs> i uh I assume has to be a reference to to this.
1: Uh, absolutely, I think it's even spelled the same. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me let me double check. But the uh, Trans Europe Express was a real train. Uh, yeah, actually, it's not spelled uh, the same. I assumed it was a, a reference, but it very well could not be because it kind of is about trains and not uh, horny horny drug dealers
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: <laughs> so I think it's I think Trans Europe Express is actually about fucking trains oh. not yeah I know
0: I know what you mean <laughs> yeah
1: but uh yes it's uh that that is a uh, it is a fine band uh from germany now whenever i say somebody's from somewhere i'm going to emphasize it because i've i know elio patrick is, mm-hmm. is from is from italy okay mm-hmm. i just want to make that clear and craft work is from germany
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, sorry about that. I get I get really excited when I when I make a, a tiny mistake, which <laughs> happens every day, a
0: lot of yeah. times. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, to start off, uh, how would you guys describe what this movie is?
3: Um. Well, I I think I was surprised at how fun it was in some sections mm-hmm. because i had i had only really um Brad, Bradley seemed to focus on the bondage stuff when we mm-hmm. were when we were discussing wait.
0: it wait crazy he would
3: <laughs> i know <laughs> it's,
1: it's well and that's the stuff that's the most uh, you know screen capturey yes. and gifable yeah and, absolutely you know all that so sort of stuff so i had
3: i had kind of assumed this was going to be like A long, kind of a drawn-out horror movie, uh, like
1: Embryo Hunts in Secret,
3: which I've never seen. Seen, but oh yes, uh, really? Yeah, I know. And I was actually, uh, I was trying to find a stream of it, kind of over the weekend. And And Spencer,
1: you watched that for a show, right?
0: I watched Go Go and the one where the serial killer breaks into the nurses' house, nurses' nurses' group. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, it's can we just watch that right now? Together, <laughs> if I could find it, I would. Team. I
3: would have watched it. I, I wanted, I wanted to watch it uh, for the compare and contrast, but I wasn't able to find a stream of it. Um, it's a fantastic movie. I, I assume it is, but it, but, yeah, Trans Europe Express was a lot more fun, um, playful in some spots, especially with the uh, the the kind of the structure where the story is being made up on a train by this producer director writer uh stenographer type team um and that that whole idea of of what is what is real and what's actually happening was probably my favorite aspect of the film because i love uh I love stories and films with questionable narrators. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: So throughout the whole thing, it really kept me engaged thinking about, okay, is this actually uh, a script that's being written and all of the actions of the main character are being thought up in this writing session? Or is the writing session like a part of the main character's psyche? Uh, or like a psychosis huh. sort of thing. Um, so um, there was a few films that I, I thought of uh, that kind of had a uh, almost a similar thing. And uh, uh-huh. uh, so p- 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 pretty pretty poison. Um, you know, uh, Anthony Perkins' well, character, uh-huh. you know, is a little bit off, and he's kind of making up this this story as he goes along. Um, Right, which, you know, kind of gets taken up by Tuesday Weld. And, you know, so kind of taking that sort of aspect, but like personifying the psychosis um, with the people on the train. So then if that was the case, it was a question of like, what is is real in the real world? uh, If the main character is in the real world and he's a psychotic. Well, I had a thought. Okay, let's hear yours. I had a thought today. Uh, and it, and
1: as with most thoughts that I think that are actually halfway decent thoughts, I immediately forget them. <laughs> so, so I wrote this one down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm gonna read it. Right?
3: <laughs> Let's hear.
2: it.
1: Okay. It's a, should I do it in a funny voice? I don't <laughs> I a regular voice, Dan. Um, you, do what you feel like doing. Yeah, yeah. Go. With do, it. I'm gonna do it in. I'm going to do it in the Bradley J. Cornish voice. Ooh, wow. Where a typical film, the characters... No, I'm not going to do that to, to your poor <laughs> listener, Spencer. So here, here's what I wrote down. Where a typical film, uh, the characters in a typical film, characters are impacted by the film world, right? So mm-hmm. they're in the... I'm going to explain it as I go along. So they're in the film world. Yep. And what's happening in that world is fucking with the characters. Right? Yes. And oftentimes, what we see in ARG films, I'm just going to say that from now on because I'm butchering his name, <laughs> the characters are impacting the film world. And he hmm. creates the characters and then he puts them into, uh, puts them onto a supernatural plane. Oh, yeah. I, I almost see it as a supernatural plane where their thoughts notions and inclinations shape the world around them events that happen in his films especially tragic events sometimes seem as though they were fated events the characters have conjured from their own desires as if in a dream Mm. how about that dude (laughs) i was was pretty proud of that one it's like
3: that's like an essay
1: yeah, it's like, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, if you have a dream, right? Yes. You're, you're like, oh, what's that? And then all of a sudden, there's like a whole scene created around mm-hmm. it. Right. Right. Yeah. And, then you're, and then you're like, oh, boobs. And then you walk over there, and then the like, knives come out of the boobs and kill you. And you wake up screaming again. And, and,
3: but but there's there's, this, there's this thought in there, like, as you're going over, you're like, I hope they don't turn into knives. And then they do. So it's it is right. like you right. you manifest this this uh, what were some of those fancy words you use?
1: Yeah, something like that.
3: Right. Fate, fate. Yeah, yes. Like a a, fated... You manifest the fate. Yes.
1: Yeah, like uh, the the I mean,
3: scene. Like, yeah, like the whole you...
0: aspect of like how every woman wants to fuck Jean Louis.
3: Yes. Right. <laughs> yes.
0: And man. <laughs>
1: I just want to make that clear. So uh the uh you know uh, okay, I just want to fuck everybody in the whole movie. <laughs> it, like all at once. Even <laughs> really even uh, in this movie. Even Elaine Robbie Grillet, and his <laughs> wife Catherine who's considered uh the uh they call her France's dominatrix. Yeah, she's like, 90,
0: it, she's over 90 still a dominatrix. Yep, yep. I missed
3: this part of my re- research.
0: <laughs> oh, you! Oh my God, Dan! Yeah,
1: there's a documentary,
0: uh, uh like about about BSB DSM that she's featured in. Get
2: out of fucking! Yeah, town. Dan. Oh, I'm Dan, read.
1: Okay, Dan obviously did not read any of the notes that I put in the DM. Thanks, Dan.
2: I read some.
1: The, uh, I skimmed them. <laughs> no, no, you. Uh, but uh, so. Uh, the, I actually, one thing that I included in the notes, which is one of the most interesting things uh, uh, that I've read <laughs> regarding uh, Grelay and his wife, Catherine, is he had a uh, contract with her. And uh, when they were married, it was a marriage mm-hmm. contract. Oh, shit. And you have to read the, the marriage contract. It's insane.
3: Yeah, I completely missed this. This is a whole Vanity Fair article you linked to.
1: Yeah, and there's... uh, Within that article, uh, there's... It's a legal contract. And he's... And this was written in the 50s. And he's basically saying to her... uh, It's like a uh, contract for prostitution. Yeah. Where uh, he says... uh, And they obviously had a mutual respective uh they respected each other mutually obviously and there was there was uh they were kind of co-creators in this what i would almost think would be like a nightmarish relationship Uh, but uh yeah it like two or three times a month uh he had was able to tell her what to dress and where to meet her and then was basically able to do this like whole litany of things to her, and then he would deposit a specific sum, which I hope he increased with the, uh, with uh, cost of living. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he would put, uh, deposit a specific sum into her bank account, which she could use for whatever he wanted, uh, she wanted to use. And he he was, uh, I think the term is penetratively impotent. Meaning he was not sexually impotent, but he obviously could not get get like an erection. Okay, oh. so, so which explains a lot in his with his films. And when I Fuck. was reading all of this stuff, it made his films like a, a more interesting, but kind hmm. of a little more freaky, a yes. little bit. And yeah, so it's like he. Uh, is almost creating these films as sexual fantasies. Hmm. And if you look at all these films, there's a lot of artifice. Hmm. And he was, uh, he actually, if you uh, listen listen to some of his interviews, read some of his interviews, uh, Hmm. he was almost like anti-Freudian. Okay. And he had talked about Hitchcock a lot. Like, Hmm. whereas, like, uh, the end of Psycho if it was uh, an Elaine robbery uh, grelle film it would have ended totally differently
0: yeah yeah um you know, there's an interview uh, with him on the on the blue for from kino mhm and the reason he he uh, the reason for his movie even happening like was uh <laughs> in uh, it's uh, uh, the train had just Opened, and he liked the he liked the design of a train interior uh, the interior of the train, and in fuck not Amsterdam what's where did, what city do they go Antwerp. to Antwerp. in Antwerp the uh, sex workers are displayed in on in, in windows right and, uh, their whole body oh, okay is displayed and in Amsterdam which was original uh. A plan. They're only featured from the waist down, in in windows. And he wanted the f- wanted to show the full body mm. of a woman in a window. Okay. <laughs> and that's and that's like Thanks. the like the the origin of this movie.
1: I want to go to the tan, the town, uh, where all they show is just the chin. <laughs> <laughs> just put their chin through a hole and you have and to determine uh, where who, the lady you want to spend the next uh, j- short amount of time with yeah. uh, by their chin
0: yeah and it's like this yeah. it, it's really funny hearing him because at first Henry starts like he's not trying to sound like a pervert but then he's like you know all the all, all whores you know the, the the women you pay to fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh I, I love you Elaine <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it's really, um, you know, it, it's just... Uh, he He's a trip, and he's very much a, an auteur, you know, in the truest sense. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. you couldn't imagine him making a movie for entertainment's sake or making somebody else's work, you know? Uh, he did write...
0: Uh, what's the fucking movie? Yeah. Last Year at Marion Bad, a movie that... Yep. Elby and Andrew said they might if if they like it they will come on the show and talk about it. Oh, okay. But that's the only way I would I would ever talk about it because I watched it once. I don't fucking know what the movie is. It's pretty.
2: Yeah, and that's I guess, uh, uh, is it
1: uh, Re- Renee? Re- yes, yes, uh, d- uh, Rene. Yeah, Renee. Yeah, and uh, that movie is uh, it's actually it's actually pretty good and. And I did not put two and two together. I didn't know it was a Grillet movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and uh, he he wrote, and this is another Hitchcock comparison, where he wrote his he wrote his screenplay like down to the t, like shot by shot. Uh, what's in the shot? Uh, everything was very very detailed. Mm-hmm and uh Re- renee that's what renee based the film off of so it's a very much a grillet movie yeah uh and you can and you can really tell yeah you, you know when you when when you watch it but it's 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 pretty good and you know it has uh it's, it has one know. of my one of my favorite actor people in it oh, Del- oh delphine uh, delphine yep yeah. yeah. Delphine uh, uh, Seyrig, I think it was her name. something like that. Uh, she's wonderful. Yeah, yeah and it's funny because she's really she's, young in this one, but she looks older. It's a
2: trick. Hmm.
0: Yeah, she's one. She's a chameleon because like, I've seen her in like five or six movies, and he, every time I'm surprised. Like, wait, that can't be her. Oh yeah, she looks like she can. Like she just looks totally different. And oh yeah, like Mister Mister Freedom. Yeah, you know, and, uh, donkey skin, uh, she's like the fairy godmother. Oh,
3: yeah. oh wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's fascinating. Yeah, Daughter of darkness. Obviously, yeah. it's like everything. She's such a chameleon that when she shows up and stuff. Oh, she's in she's two, super two late two late Aaron well movies. I think she's in two well movies. Really? At least at least one. Hmm. Uh, it, it might be the. I always say it bourgeoisie. I would say it word wrong.
3: Oh, the Discrete Charm of the bouge- I, bourgeoisie,
0: right? I I, I want to double check which wheel she's in. Yeah, you. Uh, you might be right. Uh, which? One? Oh, yes, it is Discrete Charm. Okay, it's the one she's in.
1: Now the um, but, she's uh, done some really interesting stuff too, like the. Uh, she did a short film in 1976 hmm. where she was uh, reading Scum Manifesto,
2: hmm.
1: which is uh, famously uh, the writer of Scum Manifesto, Valerie Solanas, is uh, who who uh, shot our our good friend Andy Warhol.
3: Oh, Ooh. okay.
1: Yeah, so really, it's some really cool. Like, uh, like, uh, extra X- hipster <laughs> stuff that she has right.
0: done. Yeah. Oh, and she's in the Milky Way, the other, the, the, uh, Bumell movie where they go through time, like, uh, like going through Catholic doctrine. It's, it might be the funniest well Really? Because it's like word for word the Catholic doctrine. And if, like, if I went to Catholic school for years and, like, like, it points fun at, at it in a way it's respectful and it's, like, interesting and not, like, annoying. But also it just shows that how ridiculous, like, the history of, of the Catholic Church is. And that's called is. the Milky Way? Yes, the Milky, the milky
3: oh, Way.
1: Right. I'll, I'll, I'll and and sure. I it, haven't it. seen enough Bun, Bunuel, you know, I've seen uh, mm-hmm. enough, I guess, maybe to make the comment yeah. based on yeah. what, I, what I've seen, but he... Uh, Grillet kind of reminds me of Boonwell, where Boonwell oh, yeah, will definitely. have have some of his uh kind of trademark Boonwellyisms in in his films, but he doesn't uh draw your attention like, "Hey, look at this! It's just in there," and it's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> you and Bun- know,
0: Bunuel's also a pervert. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, yeah, but there's a, uh, you know, I think. But okay, here here we go, Dan. Oh boy, I I. I think we're all perverts, yeah. but I think, but, uh, Boone well, really?
0: the, the, well thing that everyone knows is he loves legs. It's, it's very, very obvious. Like uh, it's kind of right. basic stuff. By him, Right.
1: It, and we all ever everything. Like I got a thing for chins. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, uh, but the people who are openly able to, uh, kind of present that in a creative fashion are brilliant you know and that's that's what is kind of cool and there's like uh and there's not a there's no shame in what they're presenting you know and that's another Mm -hmm. thing you know so it's it's nice that we actually have artists who aren't you know hiding you know and actually kind of Doing these really cool, uh, you know, yeah. pervy movies that yeah. uh, some other people would do, if they had, if they had uh, any any balls, <laughs> you know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, and if you've seen a Face, the main girl in that, the one who gets the face yep. uh surgery stuff, she's the yep. Virgin Mary and and the Milky oh, Way. Wow. There's a really funny scene where Jesus is like, "Should I shave my beard?" and she's like, "No." It looks nice on you. <laughs> like but like that, that that's the type of humor in the in the Milky Way.
1: Oh, uh, you got to watch this. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe we'll uh we will uh tag that as a good, good reason to come back on your show or have you on our show to talk about some Boonwell.
0: Uh I'm not the Boonwell guy. You you know who the Boonwell people are. We we No. All. Chris and John. No,
1: they they'll just yell at me.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's true
1: and you know what i'm i might let the uh the kitty out of the sack and uh we may have uh part or maybe all but probably most likely part of the uh, pink smoke team Mm -hmm. onto the movies from hell podcast uh, uh for uh, another one of the double features that you're going to be joining us.
0: Oh, on. okay. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. But, uh. Yes, uh, our roll in a double yeah, this, feature. This has gone way up, way up, more, more off <laughs> the rails than I realized. Yeah. But, um. It's
1: going to, you know what? It, but it's not because we can bring it all back around.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm trying not to repeat what I said to L, LB and Andrew, but, um, The one main thing I want to bring up about Trans Europe Express is that after watching... Well, first time I watched this movie, I hadn't seen much French New Wave and I didn't really get what the movie was, Mm -hmm. but I love Jean-Louis. He's one of my favorite actors. Uh, Rest in peace. He died like like the week before my birthday. Less than a month ago. Yeah, I think it's like within a week of my birthday too, which made... Which was extra sad. Wow. But, uh... And
1: Dan, I'm you know. We we thought we discussed doing this episode with Spencer a few months ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I hope that we may not have it impacted the fate of Mr. No, uh, Jean, I, Jean I don't Louis. think so. Don't... Okay, good.
0: Because yeah, I mean... we've we've
1: in the past we've uh, done shows and then people mm-hmm. have, have have died shortly after.
0: So yeah, let, let, let's hope Catherine lives forever. <laughs> I do, know! Or, do, I hope she, she, I hope she is, uh, when she does go, she gets to the dominant men in heaven. Yep. Or hell. <laughs> wherever she wants to go. But, uh... Wow.
1: There's so many things that just went through my head <laughs> that, that I'm just not going to share.
0: Okay. But, uh, my, my main thing with trans Europe Express is that it's a parody of French New Wave. Like you guys are really artsy about it, and to me, it's like, oh, this is just like making fun of Godard and like Truffaut and, and, and in the like the French New Wave style. Yeah, I can see that. And you're just like taking taking a piss out of it.
2: Yeah.
1: And and you know what?
0: I I'm not going to
1: contradict that, but I'm going to say it in a different way. I think his style takes the piss out of it because it is. Such a casual style, compared to, uh, to uh, some of the other directors, where it really feels like they're they're trying to make something ingenious, okay. you know. Whereas uh, Grillet like you were saying, taking take the piss out of it, I think he's just taking a piss out of uh, uh, pretension.
3: Yeah, yeah. and
1: you know just generally speaking. I haven't
3: I haven't read any of his books cuz you know I don't read books but um I was reading the synopsis They're supposed to be yeah, I've good heard, I've heard I
0: ha- I have one of them somewhere but I haven't got taken out yeah. storage
3: still But I was reading the synopsis of the Erasers <laughs> and um I uh, I got it here so um, contained it that the so it's about a detective that is seeking the assassin in a murder that has not yet occurred, only to discover that is his it is his destiny to become that assassin. So I think he's naturally a guy who likes to play with structure and right. and, you know, not not have conventional storytelling. So I think it's mm. within his wheelhouse. To do, to right. just do some of the stuff that I think Bradley, you're saying that the a lot of the French New Wave guys were were trying to do, and it's that it's that thing of actively trying versus just you know your natural creative process. Well, mm. and
1: if you look at his lifestyle, and crazy lifestyle, mm. I mean, what little I've read, it's just like like nonstop orgies yeah. and. The prostitutes and, and from my and
0: yeah, from my understand, like he and Catherine had like certain arrangements, like and she could have other men, and like he'd get jealous, and now it's like kind of like their their like their thing that they had going on, <laughs> right? And, uh, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was, a, but what it, it's almost like a, kind of his films and his books and his life all kind of bled into each other a little bit, where it was all about uh, impacting uh, whatever he he's involved with. But yeah. so, uh, you yeah. know, with the films, yeah, uh, the, the, the know, changing the structure of the films and books, changing the structure of the books, and with his life, changing the structure of, a, like, a typical bourgeois mundane life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Like my life. Yeah, like the like the moment of the movie that really solidifies I think you're the, the like that, that what you just said is when uh, uh Elaine I think his name was Jacques in the movie but it, it's Elaine the plane director and then Catherine is the script girl and Jean Louis is on a train he looks in their car and then the, he walks away and, and they go who's that and she says oh that, that's Jean Louis. <laughs> And just, and it's it's just like this tree, like, or very organically, but it's really funny.
1: Yeah, and it's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's fantastic. I, Dan, I'm going to go on record after this last watching in the end. You two, Spencer, it's your show. I always Mm talk to Dan. Hey, Dan. Guess what, Dan? Uh, Dad, I think this is a masterpiece.
2: Hmm.
1: At least in my world. Dan, do that. I think we lost him again. And, uh, Probably no. he got so excited about what I what I just said about about it be, being a masterpiece. But I think the when I when I watched it last time, Spencer,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I it, it's that last scene. Yeah. You know, where he goes to basically a a sex show and it's actually filmed at the uh, French uh famous French uh I guess it was a, like a striptease joint mm-hmm. uh, called Cra- Crazy Horse, I think. Uh, it, it's a famous establishment. But uh, he, uh, you know, when he walked in there, it was almost like a presentation that was uh, kind of taking the film
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, kind of uh, doing a synopsis, I guess, of the of the film almost. So it was like he was creating it as he was watching it. Uh, that's kind of the impression that I got that Gurley was trying to true give. So uh, that scene was essentially being created by Jean Louis's character, and yeah. the and he was almost like fading his own demise because I think he 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 didn't dig the fact that he killed the prostitute
2: huh.
1: you know which uh yeah. eva i don't think she deserved to die
0: no you know yeah and yeah, uh both like i don't like the i don't know if, uh, i forgot
1: <laughs> you're, you're thrown off by the fact that dan's not on yeah <laughs> that dan fell off again i do i do the same thing dan are you there
0: can you hear us now Dan? I can
3: I can hear you guys. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Oh okay, finally. I, I've been I yeah, I've popped on You
1: sound a little distant. Okay? Oh, now you sound fine. Okay.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on.
1: Yeah. I uh, think you might be muting Oh no! You muted, joined. Yeah, I I hit. I
3: hit the mute. Yeah, Uh, I'd I'd hit the mute just now because I I thought maybe I was muted and I didn't know it, but that wasn't it. Hmm. Um,
1: there's a thing on here that says, "Warning: Cast hasn't seen guests 35 in over 10
3: seconds, so we've had to presume that they disconnected."
0: Yeah, it might be your internet, possibly. It,
3: it probably uh, is. We we are having storms in the area. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I think that might be what it is. Sorry about that.
0: Eh, it's fine. I'll fix it all
3: later. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: uh, um... One of the uh, one of the uh, the most painful things of being a podcaster mm-hmm. is when your when your podcast just goes off the rails as far as tech. Uh, technology and yeah. you're like fuck there goes six hours of a Saturday
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but luckily this Saturday I, my car is getting worked on so I'll have plenty of time to, <laughs> to, to, to do this
1: good uh, timing car
0: yep uh, okay so one thing that well, I will not necessarily call this movie a masterpiece I'd say it's very good but i don't know it's like it's i wish it was a little more playful as it went on because it, it kind of starts like this playful experiment and then it turns into like a crime caper mm-hmm. and then and then on the last section it's like oh wait this is like it, it, it like it reminds like oh yeah this is kind of cheeky and fun with like the last few so big uh like how it ends
3: yeah
2: Well,
1: I haven't seen a ton of films with Jean-Louis. I've seen a decent amount. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, definitely not a ton with uh, Pizier, uh, Marie-France Pizier, Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. played Eva. But their chemistry uh, on screen is insane. Mm -hmm. And they're they're so good, both of them. And I can't... uh, think of a lot of movies from this time frame you know where mm. i have uh there's such a strong uh, uh char- character connection that seems su- uh very very natural mm. you know and uh you know i listed out a bunch of films you know, from from the the period, because you were talking about uh, some films from the same year. Mm-hmm. You know that were standouts, and uh, yeah, I really can't think of anything. You know, around around this time, you know, it's really it's a really sophisticated character interplay hmm. as well, and and it's yeah. uh, you yeah. know especially for the time
0: yeah did he did he notice um she's the model in a magazine that he he gets
1: yeah yes okay. i actually uh i think it she might be in the one he gets but i don't think the first one is and uh there's uh
0: in the girl the... with the glasses is in the train station before she's introduced formally in the story yeah I, there, there are a couple hints of stuff t- that will come up later that if you pay attention like it's it's hidden like in the first like in the whole setup you see like s- stuff pay off in, temp- in terms of like there's this, like she's in a magazine and you see people in the background that will show up later on mm-hmm. yeah well, uh, and
3: there, there's also a lot of like um uh inconsistencies as far as like props go and things like that Mm -hmm. right uh you know i think that at one point he throws his his uh, his clothes and everything in the river actually i think he does it multiple times and then he has them later and there's all sorts of weird little i purposeful i think uh inconsistencies throughout and and not only inconsistencies but things like you're talking about where one character appears here and in, in multiple places uh really subtly
0: yeah and it's like that's us playing to the whole like they're making up the the, the story as it goes along and mm-hmm. so it's just this super playful like uh but stuff with the 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 the, the, gla- the girl with the glasses like that that whole scene is super fun and they're like oh she's a spy so she's going to steal everything mm-hmm. and it's like why would she be a spy? And then, then it's like, well, she's going to run off with a suitcase. And they're like, but why would she do that? <laughs> and when you see all, like each, like each little tangent they go off of. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah and the, uh, uh, John Louis, uh, are, are the, uh, uh, so the character, uh, yes. John, the director uh-huh. and John, the director, uh, it's weird because, uh, Uh, Jean-Louis is uh, his character is credited as Elias Mm -hmm. slash self and then Marie France Pisier's character Eva is credited as Eva dash self and then uh, Elaine Robbie Grillet his character is uncredited to him and he's Jean the director (laughs) And if you uh Jean the Director gets the same magazine that the uh that Elias or Jean Louis mm-hmm. character gets. But when Jean the Director is looking at it it's just women scantily clad women. Yeah, no chains. And then when uh, Jean Louis looks at it, it's all bondage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's the same exact magazine. <clears throat> so and I think maybe even some of the same models. So it's really, I think yes, I think so yeah so i think uh he may be saying something about uh, his own character you know but the thing that i do like about but also
0: that's just my like uh like a meta well a meta slash not meta way of being like this what people are are into they're like their their sexual desires yeah this movie is like, this is like, like this, a, a, a sex movie it's a, a movie for perverts
3: yeah and I <laughs> uh, again like weaving in, <laughs> weaving in that, that thing where you know this is like that this is guy's psychosis that to me was like okay everything that he's seeing he's seeing through a, a lens of his own his own perversion
0: yeah Right and
1: Br- Bradley, I think the, uh... did
0: I break you? <laughs> uh,
1: no, no. I just, okay. <laughs> I was just laughing. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> uh y- you know the, uh, con- conventions. He has an issue with conventions, mm-hmm. and I kind of, I kind of, I kind of like that. And he also, if you uh, read some of his interviews or listen to some of his interviews, he, uh kind of gets annoyed a little bit. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've ever, uh, almost the same way that uh, David Lynch, mm-hmm. you know, when people try to explain, like if you ever see Lynch interviewed, people like try to explain something in one of his movies and he like, let's just say like, whatever, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Okay. And they'll <laughs> say, was it about this? And he's he'll like, beat him, he'll just basically not give an answer, you know? And, uh, uh, elaine robbie grillet does the same sort of thing and Mm i that's one of the things that i really like about his films is because a lot of films that try to you know wrap everything up in a bow Mm -hmm. you know like uh like the the worst most agree like i did it dan i i saw the lord of the rings movies a long time ago (laughs) Okay, when they came out. Okay. But the, one of the most horrifying things that I've ever sat through in mm-hmm. the cinema is the end of the series where they're all mm-hmm. like, it, it, it's like this bed, like wrapping everything up. And it's like fucking 25 minutes. Yeah. And it's horrifying. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and the, it, it, that annoys me so much when they try to explain everything.
0: Oh, don't you know? listen to a Del Toro uh, director commentary.
2: Oh really
0: he at least on like I think it was Blade two and some other ones he just over explains uh what's a uh Pins labyrinth the meaning yeah he over explains everything mm-hmm. and to the point where it's just like I don't want to listen to you talk about your shit ever again <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah and I think uh you know I almost find uh uh Dan we we write stuff every once in a while yeah and i've talked to you about this before where i have an issue with tenses in my writing Yes, and uh when we used to uh do uh, kind of we were in a writing criticism group together where people would crit- criticize each other's work to help them become better writers and i remember i took one of my stories which i really really liked a lot and this lady said well you really fucked up all the tenses so i went back and i fixed the tenses and i fucking hated it
2: mm-hmm.
1: right and the uh, it's been almost inspiring <laughs> everything is almost for me it, almost inspiring uh reading all the grillet interviews uh biography stuff and then watching a bunch of movies over the past week or so uh because i recognize that i really like his stuff because it doesn't adhere to convention mm and it doesn't but it doesn't do it naturally like Mm. nothing is worse than you're watching when you're watching something and they're uh the creator right or you're reading something and they're obviously you know trying to be experimental you know which annoys the fuck out of me you know as well so his stuff it feels it feels quite natural to me yeah because it's it's fluid so, it's almost like he is, you know, just playing around with how, uh, just kind of how the mind works a little bit, you know, without getting into psychology, mm-hmm. which is different. You know, he's yeah. he's like anti-Freudian, if you read his stuff.
0: Yeah, it's very, like, what you said earlier, it's very, uh, like, dream-like and, uh, like, like artful but it doesn't feel like um it's like, like i I I, find I I will throw a Godard under underbus like some like the godar stuff i don't like it's just like i think contempt is like his third or fourth movie and already he's like complaining it's a movie I met a meta movie about like the film industry and it's like calm the fuck down just make a good movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the, and this is and feels like just, like, kind of forced, and this this comes off as natural, and it's very artful, and, uh... You know, it's like it's it's an art movie, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, like, it feels right. It doesn't feel like he's trying to impress anyone. It just feels like pure expression.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. uh, One of the first, um... Godard films I saw was Two or Three Things I Know About Her. Oof. And you know again i was 19 or whatever so like i was like wow this is like really impressive uh that somebody is like thinking <laughs> you know <laughs> um and you know there was there was definitely some some things in there that that i you know stuck with me but then there's other like long segments of that film that i remember just being like you know watching wind through trees and Commenting on it and shit, and it's like, wow, this is like, it, it's more like the idea of what good art would is versus actual good, right? Art.
1: Like, it, I did like the uh, mainly because it's about uh, about prostitutes, but mm-hmm. I did like my life to live. I, I thought that was a good.
0: That's the uh, best one to me. And hmm. two or three things is just like this, uh, kind of the same movie, but more abstract and. Like uh, after he divorced Anna Karina, he kind of loses the humanity in his movies, and uh. it just gets kind of, in in my opinion, just less interesting after she's. Yeah, left.
1: anybody who divorces Anna Karina just is—it's just plumb. they're a
0: shell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, he's fun for like the for how salty he is and just his bizarre movie opinions.
1: Hmm. Right, and there was, uh, and I did like the, the tra- I'm a big fan of tragic endings, mm-hmm. and uh, My Life to Live, I lo- love the ending of that, but the uh, uh, the ending uh, Trans Europe Express mm-hmm. is fucking brilliant, and Dan is kind of talking about this a little bit when you're absent, <laughs> and the uh, re-watch that last scene, and uh, you being a musician type, listen to the soundtrack. It's fucking mm. brilliant. Okay, you know that that last scene, and the uh, how you know I was talking about earlier about how it's a character inside a world that is changing based on the character's whims and whatever. Yeah. Uh, that last scene, I think, was uh, wholly. Uh, concocted, I guess, by the character, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a uh, very much uh, the way that that character would would die. <laughs> you know, I, I just love the ending, and this is what the, the, the watching this this last time, Spencer, mm-hmm. and watching that scene this last time, that's that's why I have uh, put this on my very short list of masterpieces. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, but, and and it's a very, it's a very highfalutin list. Probably the most important masterpiece list <laughs> that ever existed.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: uh, Night Riders. Well. I do love Night Riders. <laughs> I know. It's my. Uh, I'm not a big uh, Romero guy in general. It, 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 uh, I know I love, I love Dwayne Jones, but like I kind of just I, zombies. Zombies aren't aren't really my thing. Yeah, me either. But Knight Riders is the one. Just like fuck yeah, this <laughs> rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: I want to do what I did when I was. Uh, I was like, I think I was eighteen or nineteen, and I wanted to, uh, be, kind of like the. Uh, the little scooter guys, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in the, uh, what's, what's the name of the movie? Uh, the who, that
3: who movie? Oh, Quadrophenia? Yeah, Quadrophenia. so you want to be a, I kind wanted of want to be a, to a do, mod?
1: Yeah, I want to be a mod. I was going <laughs> to, I said to myself, you know what I want to do? I want to try out this mod thing. <laughs> 20, and I 20 went, years late? And I went, yeah, and I went to, uh, well, there's a lot, there was a decent amount of them in California at the time. Okay. And, uh, and so I went to the scooter store, and he's like, are you, are you okay get on one of these? And I'm like, sure. And uh, and I was on a very non-mod like, uh, very affordable scooter. Yeah. So I, could, I couldn't get on like the $2,000, which was a lot of money back then. Scooters, I was like on the like, $850, $850 scooter. Yep. And I got on it, and I just went, and it went right to the bushes and ran right to the wall. And uh, and then I just uh, and he's like, are you all right? Are you all right? Are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, just get out of here. And he just basically told told me to leave. But I I want to do the same thing, but with uh, but with moto, motocross bikes. You know, after after watching Night Riders, you know, go to, go to like a motocross store. You know what I'm saying? And do the do the same thing. <laughs> sorry uh, okay hey Spencer I'm sorry for doing that on your podcast
0: don't, don't worry about it I knew this would happen when I asked you to be on here <laughs>
1: oh Jesus sorry so I was not inspired to do anything weird or embarrassing after after watching uh, our film Trans Europe Express evening. no yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Nope, yeah.
0: none of that. Okay. Um. Uh. W- this. Uh. uh w- one thing that I wonder is, did Wakamatsu see this movie, and/or was he a fan of uh, uh, Because I, f- I this, don't know. Because this has a similar Yet. vibe to like GoGo Second Time Virgin and like the other one I watched. Like I, I got a real similar energy between Wakamatsu and uh, the, um, grillet a hundred percent
1: yeah yeah and they're uh uh i do think uh wakamatsu's maybe a little more exterior you know in the sense that he is actually talking about things that are important to somebody other than himself you know which oh, yeah. you know the grillet stuff is all just a grillet mm you know of interest to Grelay and Wakamatsu is like a lot of political stuff and things like that you know but I definitely get, get a lot of the same vibe and then also you know some of the other some of the other movies
2: mm-hmm.
1: that kind of uh, remind me of it a little bit are uh, and a lot of it has to do with the look of the film you know uh, like the uh, cremator.
0: oh the Czech the, movie. Uh,
1: yeah, the Czech movie. Uh, that from.
0: Oh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Herzl.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, hers.
0: Hers. Uh, there we go. A uh,
1: garage J- hers, I think. And then a uh, uh, funeral parade of roses. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, kind of comes to mind a little bit. The honeymoon killers you know kind of a similar look yep you know it's just uh, it. you know where where there's uh, not a lot of cuts you know there's uh, there are in Funeral Parade to Roses but there's also a lot of really really nicely held you know uh, scenes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, but I don't know it just uh, I can't really put my finger on it why certain things remind me of certain things sometimes yeah but uh those movies like if i did a like a kick-ass black and white uh you know mid-60s uh you know film festival does that would be the uh the fancy group even though uh honeymoon killers is like
0: 1970 yeah yeah i, I get you uh where was it um yeah like uh and elio uh,
1: petri is
0: italian <laughs> <laughs> that is true <laughs> Uh, like john is a perfect uh person for uh a because he has the appearance of being like he he was like a classy actor who worked with everyone mm. and he has like the pers- like the appearance of like oh he's a he's a quote unquote real actor a real like um I'm not movie star he, I don't say movie star but like uh, uh but you know like he has the credibility but yeah. like he has this under undercurrent of darkness and like I've seen him in a bunch of movies and he always has this undercurrent of darkness and everything and like it, and that really works with Greeley
1: yeah yeah it's uh, almost like uh, he looks kind of like boy next doorish a little bit mm-hmm. and then, uh, then you look into his eyes
0: yeah and he has this like very blank serial killer expression <laughs> that he does Right. and mm-hmm. this one it's, it's like it's he does it a lot, like especially during their the sex scenes, which makes it like this really I, I, surreal, but like actually surreal, like in the, original, the actual meaning, or not like mean <laughs> not weird. Not the
1: overused <laughs> meaning. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, it's like when somebody says, "Like, like I went to, I went to uh, what's it? What's it? Uh, Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> and it was so surreal." <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Not that I've gone to Chuck E. Cheese, or I know a lot of people that have gone to Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> recently. But I know what you're saying. But the, uh, yeah, he uh, he's slowly becoming one of my favorite
0: actors.
2: Hmm.
1: You know? I, I and, know uh, him. actor that sort of bleeds over into non-fucked up stuff. Okay. Have
0: you seen Great Silence? I have not. Uh, that, that's the one... Uh, western he made that i haven't seen yet oh. but apparently it's super bleak and deeply upsetting which means i'll probably like it
3: oh, Nice. Oh yes i know him uh best from three colors red so and that was when he was uh quite a bit older um yeah i knew you would i knew you would sneak in <laughs> sneak that in i know <laughs> I, I'm I'm very basic in my taste. But anyway, yeah. Um I yeah, I d I don't really know I, I've seen some of his other work from when he was younger, of course, but nothing that I've like rewatched and really gotten to know him. Yeah. You know, um, we've been
1: wanting to do a uh, kind of a weird western episode. And uh this looks pretty good, man. It's got Kinski
3: in it. Yeah. Ooh, uh, oh okay. I think I know this one then. Yeah. Uh, Excellent.
0: Yeah, and uh do I go with this. Um, like I I, I good like I the most recent John Lee movie I've seen is uh a Amor, the Haneke movie.
3: Oh yeah. Which,
0: yeah. And he is really great in it and it's Haneke, so you know something horrible. Is going to happen at some point, <laughs> and he's the one who does the horrible thing because who else would it be if you if you're going to put him in it in, in the movie?
1: Nice, right? Yeah, I, I like Hankey movies; <laughs> they're good. And we've uh, d- actually I've talked to uh, uh, Marcus a little bit about some Haneke hmm. on the show.
0: Yeah i think haneke would fit his movies definitely are like they're 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 classy but they are the proper amount of like uh upsetting and weird oh to, yeah. uh, to fit your uh motif <laughs> yeah
1: yeah one of th- one of the things that i want to uh hey dan look what i'm doing oh let's hear it i'm actually i'm actually bringing it back around to the topic <laughs>
3: get the fuck out of
1: here yeah i'm serious so one of the things that, uh, that I wanted to point out about Trans Europe Express, uh, that, and I want to watch more Grilet movies because mm-hmm. I started noticing this, i watched uh, Le Mortale, mm-hmm. Uh and at the beginning of Le Mortale, uh the uh, main character, uh, it, well, if there is a main character, is uh, there's a gal. And it shows her, like, in multiple locations. Okay. And it reminded me of a scene where Eva, uh, in uh, Trans Europe Express, was in different windows. Mm. Mm. You know, where uh, he, for whatever reason, inexplicably, inexplicably was seeing... Uh, uh, Elias' character was seeing her in different windows. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh in different outfits. So I'm trying to figure out what the fuck that's all about. <laughs> 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 you know, I got nothing to say about it. <laughs> other than I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of his movies and still being perplexed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I do plan on read reading his books. Cause I, I I I like I I, I for so far so far I like what I've seen. He seems like a gen a type of weird pervert that who who that I would be into. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I'm actually looking forward to reading some of his stuff too. I'm not. I, I don't have read time to.
2: <laughs>
1: Dan, you read stuff.
3: Don't don't let anybody know.
0: Okay. You play D anD D. You probably read a bunch of, like uh, fantasy shit.
3: You know, surprisingly little. Hmm. Surprisingly little. Um, uh, uh, Tolkien, of course, and then uh, some uh, mm, some stuff like uh, the Neverending Story, and uh, you know some of the classics, but not a lot. You know how most D anD D players have those that wall of like paperbacks that are, you know. Of mm-hmm. the ten part series and all that. I don't get into any of that stuff.
1: Oh, oh I remember man. when I was a kid, I read uh, to- Tolkien. Mm-hmm. I read the uh, series, and I went all the way through to the Silmarillion. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, and I had my bookshelf, and I was all proud of it, and everything. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go out and buy some more motherfucking fantasy books because this is the shit. <laughs> yeah. And I went out and bought a bunch of fantasy books, and I'm like. This stuff is fucking
3: yeah. horrible. <laughs> that was kind of what I did too. I was like, "Oh, yeah, I, I love this stuff," and then I, re- I like, bought the Shannara books, and I was like, "What the fuck? These are really bad." And you know, yeah, and then I did
1: the same thing with Dune. Oh, like, yeah, science fiction stuff is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And then no, it's it's mostly not right. It's mostly horrible.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm a D and D guy. The only fantasy I like is, I, I like the, the Western European type Arthurian type fantasy, isn't really my cup of tea personally. Mm-hmm. Right. But the fantasy I like is more like myth, like like Greek yes. mythology ish, like the Mediterranean mythology. I like uh, there's a bunch of black science fiction stuff and fantasy that's coming out lately. The last like last twenty years or so, it's really good. Just like Natty Ocorfor. Uh, called well, uh, has a I I think most of her books and uh they're all great and her take on fantasy is very hmm. very distinct.
1: If it did it kind of st- like the folklore stuff, yeah, you know, yeah, I could I could hang with some of that.
0: Yeah, but once again, to like wizards and sorcerers, like like uh, Merlin and shit, I kind of just lose interest.
3: Yeah, it and it gets to be, uh, you know, at least in maybe I was just reading the wrong stuff. You know, I want to. I don't want to shit on an entire genre, but like, do it.
1: It There's so
3: much um, that is just like a carbon copy of either Tolkien or Conan or like Tolkien meets Conan, and it's like, (laughs) you know, guys, it's you're you're supposed to world build something. You know, you're (laughs) supposed to create something. New and different, and uh, you know, not just kind of rehash the same huh. sort of searching for MacGuffins yeah. and things
0: like that. So, yeah, I think Elio that was... Petri is Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I read The Hobbit, it was all right. And when I was like nine or ten, I read uh, at Book Fair, I got the Cimmerillion oh. because the Lord of Rings movies had just come out, and all my friends were reading the books, like, okay, this is Lord of the Rings. And I got no. I read I got into it and I was like, I don't know what what this book is and so, right. that, re- so that really turned me off of anything Tolkien oh, yeah. for basically well, I, almost twenty I, years.
1: I, yeah, and I kind of started to get into horror you mm-hmm. know, after that and I was, and I remember reading all the Clive Barker stories and uh, then I read god what was uh, i finally i'm like this clive barker guy's fantastic and then uh, i picked up i'm I'm trying to remember the name of the book mm-hmm. uh so i'm gonna i'm googling right now the books
3: seriously
1: <laughs> and uh yeah so his uh uh so <laughs> the book <laughs> was doo, 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 doo. uh where the fuck are okay here's here are the novels uh, uh, Damn oh, Damnation game is so fucking good Fucking a Magica. Okay Yeah and then I'm like Okay it, it, now Fantasy is ruining Clive Barker You know it's a ba- basically a Magicka so a fa- Kind of a fantasy book oh, It's the, like fantasy didn't, horror
0: Didn't he do like some children's stuff too My A Ish I'm thinking. Might be thinking of someone else. Yeah. <laughs> I I think. I he, hope not. I think he did get into like some like children's, uh, like younger. If uh, he
1: did, it was strictly for its gateway potential.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Uh. Never mind. Uh. I, I've heard a story about him that I probably shouldn't say on recording, so I won't say on recording. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. It's okay. <laughs> um. I did. It's probably good. Yeah, because
0: he a, is a witch. Yeah, I think he would find out if I if it, if I did say on recording.
1: <laughs> yeah, and right. he would. Uh, and he now has a really. He had went through some medical issues.
2: Oh yeah, you, does, you, so he
1: has like a really scary, grovelly, fucked up voice. You so can't understand you, like, him. Yeah, if you said shit about him, he would just like be standing over your bed one night <laughs> in the dark.
0: I think he might be rescue. <laughs> if if he was like a reincarnation rescue, I won't be surprised.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> the weirdest the weirdest thing.
0: I feel like he would like that as a <laughs> I think take like it as a compliment.
1: <laughs> oh yikes. <laughs> so I, hey Dan, I'm gonna do what sometimes people do on our show and I'm like, why did you just do that? It's 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 Dan and I's podcast. Why are you asking a question? but i am genu i am uh sincerely interested in wh- uh which scene you you kids most enjoyed or found most memorable in Trans-Europe Express which i think is a wonderful film and i think mm-hmm. everybody should watch it
0: yeah uh i think maybe watch watch breathless watch it, maybe like watch the big uh french new wave and then watch this and then like the parody uh stuff will be a bit more obvious but um for me my favorite scene is probably the very end when it gets e- super meta and like jean louis and eva are real people i guess in the in the in, within this world and it's just this nice little like n- like another like a nice way to like they're still fucking with you even at the end and you don't know what <laughs> you still don't know what you just watched
1: Right so now Eva, yeah uh, was she in the last scene because she was strangled he, by him.
0: He kisses uh, some woman that you see earlier in the movie. and it's like, oh, I guess like I guess this really did happen because <laughs> oh. like yeah like it's like the very last thing.
1: Okay, yeah, I need to I've seen it about three times and I watched it most intently. Uh, for this episode because that's how much I care oh, well, thank I did, you. I said I'm gonna be on shoot the piano player with Spencer and I'm going to watch this film front to back without any interruptions hmm. and I'm gonna take notes which I, I didn't do that part
0: I guess probably also just the part when they're like who is that and they go, and uh, Kathy Casper says oh that's that's you way
1: yeah, I love the ending of this movie. I'm I'm going to watch it again tonight.
0: All right, well, uh, what's your favorite part, Dan? Favorite part.
3: Um, you know, I had, uh, and I don't know why, I really liked the relationship, um, the, the relationship between the characters of of Jean Louis and, and that young young guy who's who he stays at his apartment. Um, because again, I, I, I kind of was in my head, uh, playing with the, playing with the structure of this film myself and I felt that those were the most real moments, like where, where the main character was coming back into reality. So if everything else was, Mm -hmm. um, in his imagination or in, in like this, psychosis that he was he was in those were the moments that were like in the real world um because he though if you notice those were the times where he would he would kind of be explaining what what's going on to this guy but everything else with him seemed just sort of mundane so it's almost like those were the moments that he came out of his fantasy and um was was actually living a real life. Interesting. Mm. Because I could barely remember that. (laughs) Again, I think because I started imagining the film from a different perspective, because I want to go back and watch it again now that I know all this pervert stuff about him, uh, which, again, uh, really bad research on, on my part. But I think this is definitely a movie where the rewatchability comes in the different ways that you can interpret the character's actions and motivations, because it is so, it is not any type of typical structure, right? Everything is, is really up for, uh, up for grabs as far as, you know, what it, what it means, what's happening, what's the reality. Um, You know, so I think, I think there's, Definitely multiple ways that you can watch this film and, you know, enjoy it over and over.
1: And it's not, it, it's funny because it uh, messes with structure, but it's not jarring. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, oftentimes you see things that are, you know, it's just like shit comes in from left field. You know, there's stuff. Right,
3: yeah, every every time like you go back out onto the train with the with the writing group it it feels very natural and and almost like they are uh they're part of that world rather than it being like the scratch of a record and you're like oh, oh we're back we're now we're in the room and you know so right and it, the
1: it fact all, it all that it's very nicely uh, and the fact that it's uh elaine and Catherine who are married
2: mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And they're married in this really peculiar BDSM structure and all the way until his death, you know. So it's like they had this really, you know, strange kind of not normal relationship, but they (laughs) had a very normal relationship because, you know, it lasted until his death, you know right uh, it worked for them yeah and for them they were on the on the train and they were you know basically devising the storyline you know together Mm -hmm. you know and um uh it it is almost like that's their uh, that was their lifestyle a little bit too you know, because he, yeah. would, he would tell her, okay, I'm, I want you to wear this. I want you to show up at this place at this time. You know, he might have her
3: bring, like, two or three different people with her, you know, and so, they would be dressed yeah, so in it a adds, certain way. Yeah. It adds, like, a voyeuristic element in that way. Right, but it's voyeuristic in the sense that it's, like, uh,
1: almost like uh, everybody's in on it sort of thing. yeah. You know which like, yeah, i don't know yeah, if that's voyeurism um, anymore
3: you're right it, it's more like they are putting on putting it on as a putting on a show like, right
1: but they're all in uh, the show yes yeah and that's kind of the the that's kind of like the playfulness that i get from his movies hmm. you know is that they're all it's almost like happening a little bit you know where everybody's, uh, uh, in it, in on it, you know, uh, in a way it's, it's weird. It's, it's fucking with my head, Dan. (laughs) Yeah. Like that scene where she's in all the different windows and different outfits. Like what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Spencer, are you still there?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm still here. <laughs>
1: <sighs> I
0: was wondering where, where I was going. Um, this is uh This movie is online in places. You can get... Uh, for Like, a lot of the Greeley stuff isn't super available. But uh, you can get it legally or find streams on some places on Internet. But if you look, you can find... And his books are, I I think I got mine off of uh, eBay, but his books are still, maybe still in print? Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of them are in French
1: still, uh, even though a lot of them have been translated. You know, what you find easily online is in French, like in the Internet Archive. Yeah, I wonder...
0: I gotta see which one I have, can't remember. And Trans Europe
1: Express, by the way, you guys, is on YouTube and it's a little sneaky because when you go to it, uh, it says that it's got French subtitles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, when you go to select the subtitles, uh, it says French, like auto-generated in French. And it's like, oh shit, okay, I can't watch that because I do not I understand a little bit, but not a lot of French. And then mm-hmm when i played it i realized that the non-subtitled version has english subtitles so that's on youtube oh and it's a it, it's a pretty decent print too it's not a shoddy print that's cool yeah
0: All right. and uh. i
1: don't think it's behind the 18 wall either dan oh
3: okay Maybe yeah. we'll show it sometime. Yeah.
0: The book yeah. I have is Project for a Revolution in New York. Which uh, uh, I have a translated one, which I, 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 th- yeah, I think a lot of them are translated into English. Uh, but uh, and at least I think some of them became movies or were movies. Or, or were were movies and became book and book became movie. Like he kind of did like the, some Ben the great single director thing of like uh would uh uh someone would, write, would write novels and then make of the movie version of of his own novels and i think uh, uh grele he did that at least a few times
1: yeah of his own novels but he didn't yeah. let anybody else do his uh novels and he was going to i think he he did write something that wasn't made by Antonioni.
0: Oh, for the Tony, it's probably going to be boring as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he would have ruined it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he probably was like,
1: yeah, I, I don't, which is kind of funny, you know? Uh, but, uh, yeah. What, uh, see here i definitely would uh check out that that youtube stream right. and i might write a little something about Relay on our website dan you know just so i can i can put in stone that little, already that, started little, that, little, that little essay yeah, yeah. that little so paragraph go with it i mean just have that just that
0: <laughs> right you know there's a website called grumpire that you could probably do something for them I bet they'd, they'd, they'd...
1: probably, yeah, pro- yeah, probably do something. Yes, yeah. And, I was, I have, was yeah. uh, holding out for my Knight Riders essay for those okay. guys, though.
0: So. And Andrew could do some really cool artwork of of some pervy Rob Greeley bondage stuff. Oh fuck! yeah, <laughs>
1: I did, I, I, yeah. and I would not uh, dare taint. That <laughs> taint their website with any anything that I would, <laughs> I, I would do. They have, they have a lovely website, by the way, and you guys li- listening should check out Grumpire. It's a beautiful yeah. website.
0: I have a absolutely. Uh, I'm currently working on a f- another thing for them. I started I, over a year ago. Then depression hit real bad in school, so now I'm back to working on this thing. So. uh uh, it's the the first draft is about half done or so. Uh, it's getting close oh. to half done, but it's gonna. I went I I went overboard with research, as Are I you gonna do. spill
1: the beans on what it's what the topic is?
0: No, I will say it's for the punk co- uh, column of movies okay. that are secretly punk.
1: Oh, that'll be. Fun. Oh, I know what it's about.
0: I don't think you know what, what this is about.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I think I think I do. Is it a film from 1966? No, it isn't. Okay, good. It's a, it's a... That's actually there's actually a film uh when we when we did uh, god what which was it? the Jarman movie, Dan. <clears throat>
3: uh Oh, um
1: yeah, yeah, we did that with Bartlem.
3: Yeah, and it, it's like
1: and we ended up talking about of all the movies punk. that were, uh, that actually punk, that were actually punk. Yeah, and it's a Jarman movie that uh, Derek Derek Jarman.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm not. I'm not a fucking <laughs> cinephile. You know, I, I I I just can't. I just can't spit the shit out. Yeah, Jubilee.
3: Yeah. Okay, yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So we did a episode on Ju- Jubilee with uh, Bartlam and we ended up talking about all the movies that we thought were punk uh, that were not punk you know per se and Daisies was one of them
0: yeah I mean, LB already did that uh, I think two years ago
1: oh really yeah but Daisies is yeah. definitely Uh,
0: punk. she wrote one yeah and she brought up, like like uh, DDLG porn in in, the, and, uh, in a really organic way it's like oh LB's the best. Only she could do this. Nice. Uh, look up DDLG if you don't know what I'm talking about.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to put the letters together, but it's not working. I am. I'm definitely not perverted.
2: Okay. Enough. Yeah, I don't
1: do anything that has more than three letters in, in its acronym.
0: Uh, it's <laughs> Daddy Dom Little Girl.
1: Oh. Which? Okay. okay. <laughs> Fuck uh that is the one thing that kind of freaks me out a little bit like about the uh the elaine and Catherine relationship Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is she's like four uh, like under five foot
0: yeah she's like the Devito sized, but she's
1: super skinny and uh they Mm -hmm. uh people would say like from a distance uh, she would look like a nine-year-old you know and uh everybody always mistaken her age like they thought she was 17 when she was 30. you mm. know so it's uh mm. something weird's going on there something that i may not approve <laughs> of in that re- relationship
0: yeah probably yeah,
1: yeah. so yeah I, I have no idea what's happening there but she's uh, she's an interesting gal
0: yeah and um yeah. so this yeah this year the year 1966 my recommendations have been done a whole bunch already, but I'll have a uh, one quick one, uh, well, a couple quick ones. The pornographers, the Mamoru movie. Aha! Uh-huh. Mm. I, I believe...
1: actually almost included that on my on oh. my list.
0: Uh, it's a definitely movie movie from hell. It might be on YouTube right. in full still. It was for a long time. Oh, uh, with subtitles. It's great. It's a great intro to mmora It's a really uh, it, that will define if you like a memorial or not because if you find it too upsetting and disgusting don't bother going any further if you like it there is uh, four like five decades worth of just like deeply upsetting uh like spiritually like uh like gross movies to, <laughs> to go through <laughs> okay. and other Fuck. one is uh <laughs>
1: i like that everything you just said there just makes me want more spiritually upsetting i think was my favorite was my favorite part
0: oh yeah his movies are just like if you watch too many in a row it's just gonna fuck you up for a week good but uh another one uh daisies because that movie is perfect it's everything yeah and yeah, that's it. Then Daisy's is is 70 minutes long, so um you know, if runtime is a problem, then uh <laughs> it's not a problem with Daisy's cuz it's it's you know, it's like a it's yeah, it's 70 minutes long. There's you can't argue it's like too long. It's it's perfect as is. So uh yeah. Yeah. That's it. You guys can go.
3: All right. Um Let's see. 1966. I'm going to bring this one up because, um, well, I'm going I'm to lead with it because I, I think I might steal it from Bradley. And, and it also opens up a whole world of uh, cinema that I don't think people see enough. And that is Isadora Duncan, um, the, what's the tagline on that? The greatest, uh, the biggest dancer in the world. Yes. Uh, which is a Ken Russell film nice uh, from his years at the BBC. Which uh, was
1: when we talked about uh, Russell on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was April last year. That was my favorite episode. 60s Russell, is fantastic. Yeah.
3: yeah. And this is this is a, a period where he was doing a lot of, um, doing a lot of uh, biography type stuff, mostly about composers, right? Um, but this one of course is about Isadora Duncan, who's uh, a dancer. Um, and yeah, you just any of don't the stuff. Don't be fooled that you do, by the title. She, she's she's actually not that large; she's a regular person size. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> I like that. Sorry. Sorry, Dan, <laughs>
3: I didn't mean to throw you off there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just just watch all of the Kenner. Anything you can get your hands on. A lot of a lot of this stuff is. Uh, there were some of them that I couldn't find, like the the one on Bella Bartok. Um, I still haven't seen, but uh, yeah, any of the stuff from from his years at the BBC um, is is good stuff. Yeah, uh, Dante's Inferno. Uh, how, how, yep, is really
1: good. And then uh, the my favorite is Debussy film.
3: Yes. Yeah. That's that's of course that's like the big one. So so good. Do uh, do we want to go back and forth, or do we want to just, do? want me to just run through a few. A D- few run more through things?
1: run run through them because I'm yeah. entranced.
3: Okay. I'm um. <laughs> Why do I say stuff like that? Because <laughs> I really am. Uh, not, from 1966, also is uh, one of maybe the only films in Esperanto. Uh, Incubus. Oh fuck yeah, with with William Shatner, <laughs> which for the longest time I just I, it was almost a punchline because it's in fucking Esperanto. Um, Basically,
1: Elaine yeah, Robbie Grelle films are visually Esperanto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: but it's it's a much better film than you oh, than yeah. that punchline. It's a you know, it's a trip. Uh, it it really gets yeah. kind of
1: crazy at parts.
3: Really haunting, kind of Satan. It, it yes, yeah. So that's a lot of fun. It's a word. Um, and you know, there's a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of big movies from this year. Uh, you know, Persona, uh, Man for All Seasons. Um, you know, things like that. But one of my absolute favorite movies from 1966 and it's a film that i saw in college and i it's not that i hated it uh, on my first viewing but i thought it was just really dumb and and a piece of shit basically and i i made fun of my friend piper and she was so mad at me um piper's so nice yeah i know why why would i do this but for but you know, it sort of lived on in my head, and then I rewatched it years later. And I will—I watch this movie almost all like once a year, and it's the endless summer. Okay. Uh, the surfing, yeah. like travel movie, right? And it is so—it's just so beautiful in its simplicity, and I guess. So many because it's. It. <laughs> yeah, there are. A lot of, but it's just it it is it's such a quintessential it like if you it's laid back like I don't I don't want to even say that because it sounds like I'm making fun of it it's like a no. surfer movie and it's laid back but it is it's just so relaxed and and the narration is just sort of like hey and then we went to South Africa and and we saw some waves and we rode the waves and it was cool did and you ever tell Piper the locals. did you ever get a hold of Piper and say hey Piper I yeah. was wrong. Yeah, I did. I did. Good. And then she did her um, count, count, uh, laugh at me. But anyway, you don't. So. Um, but yeah, that's that's probably my, that might be my favorite movie from 1966. Is the endless summer? That's, great. that's my list.
0: Bradley, you're next.
3: Bradley. Okay, the movies
1: that I think. Uh, sorry, I got distracted for a second there. My cat was yelling. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go through them real quick. A wild variety. Uh, Lord Love a Duck. Dan. For the oh, sweater okay, scene yeah. alone. Yep, I haven't watched this whole movie yet. but Okay, I've, I've been on a streak of maybe 12... Shows either guesting on them or actual, and the uh, director is Michael Finley. And mm-hmm. I missed it by one year. I wanted to say Touch of Her Flesh, which is part of the Flesh trilogy, but Take Me Naked mm-hmm. was uh, okay. Yeah, also great looking in. He's a bit of an auteur himself you know uh and embryo hunts in secret by far the movie that reminds me the most of trans europe express that's uh, koji wakamatsu and that is an amazing film you guys and i think we talked about it where it's actually i read a little bit more about it after the episode and mm-hmm. it's actually shot in the offices of the distribution company It's just basically a couple of small offices and the whole film is uh, essentially with one short, like two minutes outside when they're pulling up to the apartment. Whole film is shot within these two rooms Hmm. and uh, it's still mesmerizing. Yeah, you would think it sounds boring, but it's fucking brilliant and uh, face of another. That came out in 1966, mainly because of the, just the look of the film. There's just something about black and white films around this period. I need to research it more, because I don't know if it's film stock, or the type of cameras they're using, or whatever, you know, but Mm. there's just uh, movies from this period, I mean, obviously they can't be shitty, but I just find a lot of movies fascinating around this period. And then w- one last movie, which I think is the antithesis of a Elaine Robbie Grillet film, and uh, it's still good, though, mm-hmm. uh, is Ray Dennis Steckler's uh, Rat fink boo So I think you should have in one eye, your choice, left to right eye, Trans Europe Express, and then the other <laughs> eye, Rat fink boo <laughs> and then see and then see what happens <laughs> see what happens to your brain I'm going to try it. yeah so <laughs> it's definitely the antithesis of uh, <laughs> yeah but also kind of an auteur himself you know Mr.
0: Steckler mm, yeah. so so those are my films Alright, okay, for that's it for episode, Uh, you guys will be back for, uh, what is it, the Italian title is The Assassin, the uh, Elipetri, the English uh, uh, translated title is Lady Killer of Rome, which is a really bad title of the movie because it's it's not accurate at all.
2: (laughs) Yeah, really? Mm Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, Pe- Elliot Petrie is uh, one of my favorite uh, French New Wave directors. <laughs> Can't wait to talk more French New Wave with you, Spencer. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> and then Spencer, uh, you're going to be on our Jean Rollin, our first double double feature, which is uh, going to be Shiver of the Vampires and Requiem for a Vampire. And by the way, I do mm-hmm. see some parallels. Between Roland it and, and Grilet. Uh they they are more well known and respected within their within their uh, their their home country of France. Uh, for writing, so uh, Grillet okay. actually uh, was uh, I think he even spearheaded and is credited for the. A uh, nouveau novel, I think, it's called like a new novel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so he's really highly highly respected, mm. you know, for that sort of stuff. And and so is Jean Roland. So they're, uh, it's almost like their films are, just something that they wanted to do, you know, more so than had to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he also had uh, he was married to a lady that looked like a nine-year-old boy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, so what came up for me is I recorded a Grind ben episode on Cyberjack. Uh, Michael Dudikoff 90s action movie that's a Robocop, uh, Die Hard, and Blade Runner kind of mixed into one. It's... right. Uh, if you like that type of direct-to-video action, watch it. If you don't, it, there's nothing there for you.
1: <laughs> it is the coolest name for any uh, junior high uh,
0: cover band. I don't care what music style <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was on, uh, I've been on uh, the grind bin a few times past. Wait, how many times? I've been on. I think once a year for, for past five years at least. And oh my
1: god, I haven't even heard of this.
0: And I'm sorry, and I, and I'm a worldly fellow. Tell oh. tell me more about. Uh, the first episode I was on was Coonskin, the Bakshi movie. Uh, right. Uh, that that's a weird episode because it kind of goes against their whole thing. But the actually I went. I oh, went,
1: they did. Uh, dang, they did. Uh, Dan. Uh, they uh-huh. did uh, Shakedown. Uh, uh, that was. It looks oh! like that's their latest episode yeah. shake Shakedown.
0: Yeah, nice. and there's episode I was on. I think I think the second or third one I was on was uh, in the folds of the flesh, which is now getting a mondo Blu-ray coming out. Which first off, I'll say it's Great not. Game. It's not a good. It's not a good movie necessarily it's crazy and strange and doesn't really work <clears throat> but there is uh, some kind of special about this sloppy weird jolly and uh hmm. yeah so i just want to mention that it's getting a blu-ray and there's a deep out dvd out there and uh someone here might have a file of it ready on their computer uh potentially if you don't want to spend money on a blu-ray <laughs> but uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, and
1: I think I've seen it is a great name, title. Yeah,
0: and uh, the movie, also movie a it's... really
1: popular n- name for a junior high cover band.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I can't encourage you to say it's good, but it, it really is something to 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 behold.
3: Well, I
1: am going to my Spotify, and I'm going to look for grind. See if grind bins on Spotify.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. the more the comedic, like, uh, uh bad movie. I guess it's a bad movie show, I guess. But, uh, it, it's. It, it depends. It. it yeah. Uh, I, I've been fans of these guys for a while. So. And.
2: Yeah.
3: And, uh,
0: nope. what else is coming up for me?
3: I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling through their stuff right now. They've covered some really good movies, some great movies. And Shakedown, Dan.
1: I yep. mean, we were there Phantom, when, Shakedown of the Twitter,
3: Paradise.
1: when Shakedown Twitter actually became a real thing. That's
0: right. What else was there? I think. We oh, yeah. You were there at the
1: birth of Shakedown
0: Twitter. <laughs> uh, Grumpire. Uh, I was on their podcast last year. Trash and Mandy, because fuck that movie. Yeah, I, I aggressively <laughs> don't like it. And uh, <laughs> listen, listen, to, listen to the episode. I, I get into why I don't like that movie
3: i i love i love the grumpire uh I, you know i hate this movie uh it, series yeah we did the uh Tsukamoto one you had uh, fun with yeah, it. yeah we did we did we hate uh fight club right yeah we hate fight club you should watch tokyo yeah Fist.
0: i was uh it was um mandy and i saw the devil because to me, Mandy is oh, okay. a really bad revenge movie. I, it does not do revenge movie things. That I think good oh, ones I do. I saw
1: The Devil's fucking great. Yeah. Now, that, now that there is a film. Yeah, that's a masterpiece. Did you movie. like that? Did you like that voice? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and besides all that, I don't know. Look at my look at my Twitter for stuff. Oh, oh, I can't remember. Uh, Joel, Joel restarted started his old show. Uh, please don't send me an outer space. I was on the first new episode talking about Burst City, a Japanese punk movie from oh, the eighties. Yeah. That is, yep, now yeah, great, stream- great is now streaming. Great movie. It's now streaming. But I have both a Blu-ray and an old D V D from like fifteen years ago.
3: Oh wow. Yeah.
0: But uh yeah, it's
3: Burst
0: City. Yeah, yeah it's a it'll be a it's a fascinating movie.
1: And that is more of uh uh, an art like a small scale like 500 student uh, art school cover band <laughs> <per
2: se. laughs>
0: yeah if you like punk music okay. and sort of sci-fi stuff we get into like whether or not is, is, it, is it really sci-fi it's, it's one of those kind of like stalker where like I guess it's sci-fi but I can't really explain to you why it is but it just kind of is and it's, yeah, it's vibe
1: just a fun movie
0: yeah so yeah there's that and uh yeah and you yeah that's it so you two have your what? show I'm
1: yeah we have our show and our website <coughs> yeah the website we've been adding more stuff to it and uh it's getting getting pretty damn fancy dan and, i dan know Spencer. we
3: we had we had uh, the the great heather drain uh lend lend her writing talents talents uh recently and i'm i'm i still can't kind of believe it but yeah movies from hell.com uh check it out
1: yep and the watch list from hell is on there and uh, yes. dan do we have uh we're gonna have to add some of these grillet films
3: oh yeah uh eden eden and after is on there so i'll throw on uh i'll definitely throw on um the movie we just spent two hours the talking movie about? we just talked about. <laughs> I've got so much other shit written on this paper. What trans- is that? trans <laughs> <you ever> <laughs> That one.
1: Oh, God. You know what, Dan? No matter how, you know, calling the Elio Petrie a French director. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just the fact that you forgot about the movie. <laughs> yeah, we talk about it for yeah, two hours. Yeah, you know. Makes up for it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I got and you, thank you. And thank you, Spencer, for uh, for having us on your fine podcast program. I love your show and your guest.
0: Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, you guys. Yeah, you guys have open for open invitation, and um, yeah, we'll talk later about um, you know, for the next one and whatever you guys want to do next season. Which we're still awesome. Trying to work on So yeah As of this recording Last most recent episode Is Black Girl The Simbin film Next yep. episode will be Nice uh, Gospel According to St. Matthew With uh, Scott oh, Thoreau cool. And uh, This is crazy John Armenio is on that one too
1: Oh wow That's a good one That'll be a good one Yeah
0: Yeah uh, Surprising he picked The, the, the gospel movie for from Pasolini.
1: <laughs> well, that's a good. That's a. I like that Pasolini movie. I I gotta tell you, I surprisingly have not watched 120 Days of Sodom, like oh, ever. And I watched it the other day, and mm-hmm. I not I did not turn it off because mm-hmm. of the unpleasantries that that abounded in the film. I just didn't like it it was not i did i was so surprised it's one of those movies where i was like i got my popcorn out you know i got my uh, slushy you know from Seven Eleven 11 out did, do they even have those anymore slurpees or whatever mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> Slurpee, yeah yeah i got that out i was i got my favorite shorts on i was sitting down to watch the movie and about 20 minutes in i'm like this is just nonsense i can't watch this
0: no, no. isn't that weird yeah, I like late era pasty more than early stuff.
1: Yeah. But I don't uh, but I I love the uh the, the gospel film I, I did like quite a bit.
0: Yeah. The late era stuff I think is more when he gave up Turama on structure is good. When he gave up on structure it was like I just want to adapt literature in in a weird way, <laughs> which is this way hmm. uh, the, the last stretch of movies are for better. Yeah, or I really or worse. like
1: him as well. Like, I've seen him interviewed and stuff like that. He's a really cool dude, but, uh, All right. yeah. I don't know why, uh, why I didn't like 120 Days. You th- you would think it would be right up there, Dan. Uh, right. Yeah. I don't know what's uh, going on there.
0: I like it. It's not my favorite if it's by a long shot, but uh, I don't think I have seen one I don't like, actually. Really? Yeah, there's a few I haven't seen, but I'm pretty sure... I did
1: like uh, the really creepy character with Bad Teeth, who is, like, laughing all the time. The in it. pervert was cool.
0: who is, like, uh, I think the president or something? Yeah. Yeah, he's in Salon Kitty playing uh, a weird pervert. <laughs> yeah,
1: I did. I like la- Salon Kitty is a lot better.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. All right, stop recording. The show can be found on Twitter at PianoPlayerPod. Our email is still HighLowPod at gmail.com. You can find a show on Spotify, Podbean, and various other places where you can find podcasts. Our intro music is by Vivian Fopp, and our cover art is by Sarah Roberts. You can find her art at saracathleenroberts.com, and thank you for listening.